Ryder Nation, William Powell, bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go, indeed. The Piffles Podcast is back, your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Steve. And I'm the man with no name in a city with no name who has a football team with no name. That could be Washington? Okay, in Canada, which shall not be named. Gotcha. There we go. Greg. I'm Greg. That's- <laughs> we are the Piffles Podcast, of course. Check us out on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can give me a follow at Real Alex D. You can find me at Safamod. And follow me, don't follow me at Greg on Sports. I don't care anymore. Check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Piffles Podcast and the website PifflesPodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out, especially now that the weather's, I mean, it's kind of cold tonight, but that wind is bad, but great time for a blizzard there's no bad time for a blizzard literally all- there's no bad weather for a blizzard actually the worse the weather the better a blizzard tastes that is a true. scientific fact we're also a proud member of the cfpn the canadian football podcast network and a part of the saskatchewan podcast network gentlemen we have a date time for the opening kickoff <laughs> Even when you add that sounder in post, Greg, you still I don't have to. I can hear it in time. my head. I can hear that in my head. <laughs> the minute you say it's time for the opening kickoff. And we're actually going to get that sound, hopefully from the sounds of it, of a tackling happening in the CFL. CFL obviously announcing August 5th, the new start date for the CFL season 2021. We finally, 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 guys, I wanted to come into this show and just rip the CFL for giving us nothing. But yet here they actually gave us something with substance. August 5th. Realistic? Absolutely. I think that that gives them what? What are we in now? March 37th, 2020. I don't even know what day or year it is anymore, but we're we got what are we April? So May, June, July. So four months to get their crap together, two months to get things in order before players come up from the from down south and keep in mind down south they're vaccinating at a incredible pace so i think those players are going to be a lot safer coming up than uh, than people up here but we should have hit at least the first shot for everybody by mid-july and getting into those second shots for a lot of people and that's the key you got to get those those needles in arms and get that done i think august is absolutely realistic and you have to think I think it came out this past week that Saskatchewan, uh, the Riders already have a return to play plan that's kind of been pre-approved by the government already. So the teams have already put put in their homework to get this done. So you have to think that was part of this. And the prorated season obviously has a lot of players up in arms and wondering what's going to happen. But that's typical between the CFL and CFLPA. <laughs> They're never on the same page. Well, let's talk about that. The 14-game season, so obviously they're shortening the season by four weeks and expanding or making the Grey Cup on December 12th. That'll actually be the latest Grey Cup in history. 
December 11th was the latest Grey Cup before, back in, like, I think it was 1937. Do you guys know what the score of that game was? No. It was, no. It was a burn burner. It was 4-3 to three for Toronto. I think it was the Varsities at that time, too. And still one of the 17 Grey Cups that they celebrate like, like it matters. Yeah, but... Um, obviously pushing the great cup back, but that also gives them a little bit more flexible their flexibility, especially in Ontario with how bad they're doing with COVID right now uh, to hopefully get more vaccinations and, and you can actually get people in the stands and whatnot. But what I found interesting was that uh, uh, Randy Ambrosi also, well, like I said, finally gave us a date, concrete stuff here, but also said that mid June, they should be announcing another kind of update, if you will, about whether this, August 5th date is still going to go ahead. So you got guys coming in in training camps, like you said, Steve, in, in early July. And it doesn't sound like exhibition games are necessarily going to happen. So they might just jump straight from training camp into the season. And, but we we finally got something. Well, we've got a, we got a plan. We don't have football yet. I I, I am going to... I have officially become the pessimist of the group. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be happy until I'm walking through those gates. Cause I, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. I, I think my favorite part about all of this was for the last month and a half, we've heard people complain. We're not hearing anything from the league. We're not getting any information. Nothing's going on. And then they give information, not only just, Hey, we're looking to play, but here's when we're looking to play. Here's the, the season we're planning on having. Here's the gray cup. People are going, that's too late. Like, what, what did you expect? At this point, we knew the season was either going to be shortened, delayed, or both. There was no other option. And the fact that they've set these, these dates, not in stone, but as confirmed dates that they want to go, that's already 30 steps farther than we ever were last season. And that hey. makes me incredibly optimistic. True CFL fans want the Grey Cup in November, Steve. You're you're not a true fan if you like it in December. Yeah, well, but we got our names on the on the Great Cup fan base, so I'm pretty sure that just makes us real fans. That is true. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what makes somewhere. a real fan anymore. We spend a lot of a lot of money on merch. We're good. Yeah. So, when we talk about having the season, obviously it's still up in arms, but it can't happen without having fans in the stands. One thing that was kind of nice and 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 refreshing to hear a couple weeks ago or last week i think it was was one of the new owners of the montreal alouettes saying even if we have to play in a bubble we'll fund it if we can't play with fans there that's fine we'll fund it and caretaker bob in hamilton he said the same thing bc rick lawlisher out there saying that they're looking at maybe 17 to 18 percent capacity of the lower bowl which would be about three or four thousand people so we're not looking at having 50 percent capacity which is, I think that's where the CFL wants to be at. Obviously, the number will slowly grow up as vaccinations happen. But what do you guys think is a real, a realistic capacity for fans to be in? Let's say the season does start on August 5th. Well, I think they came out and said they want a significant number of fans. And then when pressed about that, they, they said 25%. And to me, that doesn't seem like a significant number. That is not a lot of people. And if that's the the minimum goal that they're aiming for. I think, I think that's a, a well-set goal that they can not only hit, 
but then look like heroes when they get past that uh, pending Ontario's current meltdown and Alberta's current meltdown and Saskatchewan's, wait a minute, that's six of our nine teams. Okay, maybe not. Hey, 25% is still better than zero at this point. Like they need fans in the stands. They've got season ticket holders that keep on rolling over their seat, over their money. At some point, they gotta be able to cash in that uh, in that money. So, they're they're gonna do whatever it can be to get make sure they don't have to give money back. Yeah, I think at this point, even if it is let's say ten percent of fans, it doesn't matter having anything in there. Even if you have zero for the first little bit, and Randy Ambrosi hinted at that a while ago that they might have to go a couple games without fans. The league cannot afford to not have fans. Yes, we know that, but the league cannot afford more to not have a season. So it doesn't matter if there's no fans, they have to play. They have to play because if you go two years without having any kind of play and all of a sudden this XFL beast shows up and and you have to merge with them or whatnot just to have your product being done, so many fans, so many hardcore fans are going to be out. They're going to be done because it'll be two years at least since we've seen a CFL game being played. And with entertainment value where it is and you can go find something else and go somewhere else and whatnot the cfl isn't a big attraction anymore so they have to keep their name in their playing and they have to play this year they just they, they have to so for me the capacity it doesn't matter anything over five percent in my mind is a bonus because they just need to play and get that tsn revenue in there and no, there won't be a pay-per-view because I know people are asking about a pay-per-view system. No, no pay-per-view. It'll be TSN, but they need to get any kind of money. We know they're going to lose money this year. They know that they're going to lose money this year. But if you can even open up a little bit of fans in, in at Mosaic, we'll say, let's say, even if they can get 10% and you get 3,000 people there, just as a number, those 3,000 people will, that are lucky enough to get to go are going to want to spend their money. They're going to buy merch. So you have to get people there. You have to play. Bottom line. Well, and not only that, they, the CFL needs to look, if they're going to have a limited capacity like we're expecting to start the season, they need to look at the models like the Blue Jays did, like teams in the Premier League did, with getting the, that cardboard cutout picture of fans in their seats because people will pay for that. They want, to, they want to be able to see themselves on TV, even if they're not at the game. It, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Having that extra revenue and, and rotate it. If you're having, say, 30% capacity for the first five games at home or six games at home or what have you, you know, every season ticket holder kind of gets two games. Well, have their cutout in their seats for the other two or the other four and pay 60 bucks. People will pay 60, 80, 100 bucks for that. We saw it all over the world. They want to spend their money on these teams to get things going. Do it. They want their teams to survive. And you see that, especially like you see that in those European soccer teams, especially the small ones, they, their teams are a part of their community. And you can look at the same way with the riders. The riders are a part of the community. And as what I've said a few times, I want the riders more than I don't want the right. Like, there's no way I don't want the writers to exist. So I will do everything in my power to make it exist. But I don't know. It's just. Well, it's funny. You mentioned European soccer. 
look look at what happened and this this kind of lends into the the whole merger idea but i don't know if you guys have followed the whole european super league that happened uh over in europe over the last 72 hours the double AF lasted longer than super league hours (laughs) you know i'm i'm a fan of one of the the 12 teams that was planning on making that move and and watching the absolute meltdown from fans and you mentioned it because those teams that is their that is their team tottenham that is their team you you look at all of those cities where they have you know these big name clubs that is their community team and fans went absolutely nuts at this idea and you're going to see when it comes to this merger i i hope we see a very similar response from from cfl fans but until we, once we get to that, we'll, or we'll have to wait to get to that point. We still got to get past 2021. I, I, I've seen people draw that same comparison to the Super League, to this proposed merger, rumor merger, whatever. It's two different things, though. Like, the CFL do, doesn't need the XFL, but it's more of an even playing field than what the Super League was trying to do. The Super League was taking the most popular teams – all that big money that Chelsea and Manu and all those teams got for their TV rights and was going to pull it away from the smaller teams. This is, this is more of a merger of resources than greedy owners. But Yeah, this, the Super League was about greed. The CFL-XFL merger talks is more or less about survival. Yeah. But I'd still like to see the communities absolutely lose it or at least have that that emotional response uh, when the time comes, but we'll see. Well, I think it'll be pretty quiet on the XFL front for the next little while, especially when the CFL has the the draft coming up in a week and a half. And then another month before we hear about making sure that August 5th is reality in mid June. So I don't know. It's going to be, I think the XFL talks, everyone's talking about it right now. And I'm like, I see a whole bunch of these XFL podcasts and they're being put everywhere right now. And I'm like, nothing's going to happen with it for a while. Okay, I, like, I, I got to admit, it, it was amazing to see how many CFL media tripped over themselves to get on these XFL podcasts. I didn't even realize this many XFL podcasts until they all started going up, showing up in my Twitter feed because Farhan's on them and Nailer's on them and Rod's on them. And it's like, what the hell is going on? I, I legit thought that that Rod from the uh, uh, the Ottawa podcast was the only one who had an XFL podcast. I, I thought he was off in his own little world, but no, there are there are a lot of them. Uh, we we you kind of mentioned the draft there, but if the draft isn't on TV, is it actually a draft? Because I hear if their drafts aren't on TV, they don't exist. Well, we'll can, get one round of it, right? Can we stop? crapping on this global initiative just because you don't like it like oh it all it did was get kickers here's okay. the thing a, a lot a lot of the draft players this year actually have ncaa and canadian college experience it's not like we are drafting guys from the raptors in the mexican league that beg groceries on the side like here's my take on on that global draft i'm glad you brought that up because i completely forgot about it because it was literally only australian punters taken there was 11 kickers more than 33 percent of the picks were kickers guys like ridiculous and you know what that tells me it tells me that the gms are taking this seriously they're not taking it seriously they're looking at the roster and they're like okay well chances are 
this kicker, the drop off from this Canadian kicker we have to this Australian kicker is so minimal as opposed to a receiver or a running back or anything like that. That's why so many kickers were taken is because it's a low risk thing. And okay, if we're going to be mandated to have two global players on our roster, hell, make one a punter. Who cares? He can probably kick at 40 yards. I mean, I can kick at 40 yards. But, but technically speaking, that's why you have uh, so many Canadian linemen. The drop off from a Canadian lineman, from American lineman to Canadian lineman, is minimal at best, too. It's just the way it goes. Like, I mean, I get the long term game, and I'm all aboard the 2.0 initiative in the long term game. But just, I think with the timing and everything, it was just bad. And the fact that there were so many kickers taken, it's like that was like you're trying to make some news here and make it great. People don't give a crap about a punter unless they're John Ryan. Can do you tell like me the, any of the other punters in the league? I can't. Do it like the Naglas. Do it behind closed doors. Say, yeah. took a bunch of a bunch of them international players and call it a day. But I'm just sick of everyone, like especially the media. I, I can't believe how much how much of the CFL media started crapping all over it because oh, it's not on TV, so it doesn't exist. I'm like, what? This like the the Canadian draft is barely on TV. And I've been that, single round for the last few years. I don't, it wasn't draft. It wasn't televised for ever before then it was more televised on the Simpsons than it was on, on, on actual reality television. And the first year they did it on TV dunk broke every pick like 10 <laughs> minutes before. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was amazing. Oh, it was awesome. I'll never forget as long as I live. <laughs> It's funny, actually, the NFL draft is next week and they've uh, made all their everyone that's like credentialed to to report on it. They've made them all sign a waiver saying you are not allowed to break picks on on social media, on Twitter. You are going to wait until the teams announce it. So that's kind of wow. <laughs> a funny well, little tie in. Well, that, that's what happens when you're the big dog. And you can push people around like that. Yeah, I guess so. Well, speaking of drafts. The CFL draft May the 4th be with you is when the, the draft will be. I know Steve's looking forward to, to that day because you're a big Star Wars nerd, right? I'm, I'm not looking forward to that day at all. I have I may potentially well, have you're... to okay, run if I raise 1500 bucks for charity in freaking Star Wars gear. So, no, I'm not looking forward to May the 4th this year. With Steve, Berlin, is... right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's, well, that, that's a double whammy right there. <laughs> but this is, what, this is why you don't volunteer for stuff. I, I can't help it. People say good cause. I'm like, ah, fine. I'll do stupid things for good causes. I wore a Bombers jersey. I mean, what, what else do you want from me? That's pretty stupid. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Anyway, the draft, CFL draft, May the 4th, we'll have our next show shortly after that. We'll see who the riders take. And you know they're going to take some more Sasky boys because uh, that's what they do in the draft. But, gentlemen, until then, we can celebrate the fact, save the date, that uh, we actually have one. August the 5th, we're going to get, hopefully, some CFL football. And uh, we'll uh, keep plugging away until then. It's going to be August? It's going to be August. Hashtag, is it August yet? Oh. I mean, that oh. sounds better than, is it July yet? Does it? It just rings a too little many, bit. Too many syllables. Give me football. How about that? There. That's. That I works. think we can all agree on that. Give us some CFL football. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. 
Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Pipples Pod. We're brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support to make this show possible. This is Ghost Behind Your Mind by Tyler Gillery. August.